Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, girlfriendit.com, and the movement, Girlfriendit, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on toginet.com. So tell me, are you good at setting boundaries? Well, now that all depends on what day it is and who we're talking about. <laughs> well, this day we are going to be advocates for healthy boundary setting. Are we now? Yes, we are. <laughs> well, does that mean uh, that we're going to be held accountable by the end of the show? And in other words, since <laughs> that we're going to be things, yeah, since us. we're going to be advocates, does that mean we have to practice what we preach? <laughs> and I think it does. So before we get too far into our show, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships and we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com and don't forget to follow us on facebook and twitter well our topic today is something that if we are all really honest we all struggle with and we struggle with it to some degree. Some people may have a little further down the road, but it really is a, it's an ongoing challenge. And well, because the world is just screening at us. So he, 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 so many times we put it down on paper that this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to have our boundaries. But it doesn't work so, so much that way when life kind of in, interrupts that vision. Right. And like you said, we're living in a world where life screams and, and for our attention. So many times we can have our own set and I'm going this direction. All of a sudden things, something, you know, interrupts that family and exactly and we have all these voices that that calling us off the path and you know even social media is such a you know that can really trip us up but you can fill in the blank each one of us in our own life what it is that trips us off that gets us off course from really staying within our the parameters we've set for our life if we've taken the time to set those well really what we're going to be talking about today is we must learn how to set boundaries and healthy boundaries and you know that is a lot easier said than done today we're going to talk about setting those boundaries but perhaps with maybe a little different lens and twist because we're going to focus on setting boundaries when it comes to relationships. This can be painful. Very painful. <laughs> um, and especially when you're a people pleaser like me, it can really be painful. Well, we have been looking forward to this show and, and just being able to sit down and talk with our special guests. And we are ready to be challenged, and we hope that you are too. And joining us, we have Allison Botke, and she's an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and innovative, risk-taking, faith-extending woman, and she believes in being spiritually tenacious. She captivates her readers and audience with a mesmerizing tale of hope and healing. Allison Botke is a best-selling, inspirational author and speaker with a powerful testimony of triumph over tragedy. Her transparent vulnerability when addressing painful topics, whether in books or on stage, enables Allison to connect with people in a very real and down-to-earth way. She is the author of the popular Setting Boundaries series, and um, that's what we're going to be spending most of our time talking about today. So welcome, Allison, to our show and some girlfriend time out loud. 
Well, thank you for having me. I so appreciate this. I've been looking forward to it. Well, we have two, and, and well, I have to be honest, we are really looking forward to talking to you, the boundary setting, you know, because <laughs> um, you're going to, because we're going to be challenged again. So, you know, it's, it's kind of bittersweet, but, you know, before we get too far into our, uh, like, we want to say our official interrogation, because Patty and I love to ask questions and we've been called interrogators before, but Allison, please give us an overview of your journey that has led to the subjects that you write about, such as the setting boundary series. Well, Lisa, it's, it's, it, has, it, it has been a journey. I never intended to write a series of books on boundaries. I initially wrote one book that really was a, God's a message on my heart to other parents who were dealing with challenging relationships with their adult children. I had a son who spent many, many years as a heroin addict, uh, in and out of jail, in and out of trouble, on and off the streets. It was a... Uh, and a journey of insanity, I called it, and through God's grace and, and just a, a lot of time, a lot of prayer, um, he brought sanity into my life. And I, as a writer, I'd written books before, uh, I decided you know, to write about <laughs> this journey, and my publishers were very excited about it and said, sure, you know, go for it, and Setting Boundaries with Your Adult Children was you know, a standalone book that uh, took on a life of its own. And people started contacting me and saying, you know, I don't have adult children, but I have a challenging relationship with um, my my aging parents. So, mm. you know, I started writing about that. And from there, they said, well, you know, I don't have adult children problems or aging parent problems, but I do have boundary issues with uh, my neighbor or my boss or my spouse or my ex-spouse or any number of people, and that beget the book Setting Boundaries with Difficult People. Uh, mm-hmm. And from there, people you know, we just went on and on. Uh, I started writing my journey about my weight loss. I lost 120 pounds over about a decade, mm-hmm. and I wrote Setting Boundaries with Food. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it, it's, uh, it's just taken on a, a life of its own. God has a way so- of doing that, though, you know? Yes. So basically what you're telling us is that um, our whole entire life has to have a balance. (laughs) We don't like to hear that. (laughs) And Um, that is an issue. And and I, if I could start, I really want to say I am the most boundary challenged individual I know. So this is why God really has placed this on my heart. I do not have, you know, I do not have this down pat yet. I, you know, this, I don't have all the answers. I'm walking through them all. I, I, I get a little bit closer, I think, every year. <laughs> but, but we all are, you know, boundaries are important, you know, for just for a calm life, not just when we're dealing with all these, you know, issues that we have. If we would have them more consistently and not just when, you know, the drama, chaos, and crisis comes up, it, things get a whole lot easier. Well, and that's such a good point, Allison, because I know we, we are going to talk uh, hopefully later on in the show about your, your six steps to sanity. But just um, unpacking what you just said, that to be proactive with those boundaries before all of a sudden your life is spiraling out of control. So if, um, if our listeners can walk away today going, all right, perhaps I need to put these boundaries in place now. Um, especially I kind of want to go back to, you said you, um, you had us when you mentioned your son as an addict, how old was he Mm -hmm. when you discovered that? And that's, that's a perfect example of, you don't realize um, the boundaries that need to be in place until you've spiraled out of control and you realize every waking moment surrounds that circumstance. So how old was he? 
Well, he st- he started running away from home and and dealing in marijuana and pot, not dealing, but taking it. And and, uh, and when he was thirteen years old, and we mm-hmm. lived in California, which is many many years ago. He's forty two now. So, but he started as a teenager, and I did everything I, as a single mom, everything I thought I could do to fix that situation. You know, I I I jumped to his aid. I paid for, you know, rehab and 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 did the tough love and the, at least I thought I did. Um, I was doing all these things to take care of the situation, which wasn't really taking care of the situation until, you know, in, into his teens, into his 20s, and, you know, in 25, into his early 30s. Uh, you know, I bailed him out of jail one time mm-hmm. after another, and it was, and I really realized, you know, I, I can't fix this. You know, God has a plan for him that is not, you know, the same as my plan, and I have to step back and, and not enable. Now, now that's kind of, the, you know, the, this whole key with, the, with adult children is knowing mm-hmm. when we're helping and when we're enabling. And for me, it, you know, it became really clear. But then once it becomes clear, what are the steps we have to take? And that's, that's a real hard thing for a parent, you know, not to bail a child out or leave them in jail or let them live on the streets or, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard choices, very hard choices to, uh, hold people accountable when you start to set boundaries. But that's a whole other thing, isn't it, here, Lisa? Well, we just have a, a couple minutes before we go on to a commercial break. Can you share what would be um, just an area of where moms that are listening, what you could do to prevent that from happening by the time you discovered that when he was 13 years old? Is there anything that you look back with a regret and if only I had... <laughs> Oh, if only I had. Well, if if only I had looked at my own issues in my life, in why I kept coming to his rescue, why I had such a tough time setting boundaries, because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't all revolve around the drama, chaos, or crisis of of you know the choices our kids are making or other people are making. It really, and this isn't a selfish thing, but but if we don't deal with our own hearts and our own stuff. How can we be good role models? How can we really help our kids in a loving, positive way? So my my really my what ifs would be I really or, or what I wish I would have done was really um, known the Lord. I wasn't a Christian. If I would have really looked at my own um, issues, my own heart issues, in why I was motivated to respond to His choices like I did. Well, Allison, you know, you say it's never too late to make choices that can transform your life. It's never too late to achieve the dreams of your heart. And we're going to take a a quick break and and just want to challenge us, all of us, and and as listeners, to just think about the dreams of your heart as as we take a break and as we come back and talk with um, author and speaker Allison Bakke about setting healthy boundaries, and especially when it comes to relationships. Um, whether it's adult children, whether it's aging parents, whether it's that difficult person in your life. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. 
husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright. Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to our show. Today joining us, we have Allison Botke, the best-selling, award-winning author of more than 28 nonfiction and fiction books including the acclaimed Setting Boundaries series and the popular God Allows U-Turns. Thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> <He does. laughs> also teaches writing workshops at a variety of conferences on subjects such as inspirational, creative, nonfiction, and brand development. She also conducts private consulting and developmental editing. So, Allison, you definitely have your hands full. And we just, um, we finished uh, before the last break, and you were talking about um, you wish that you would have worked out your own issues. And obviously, one of those was just having a relationship with Jesus. Uh, when, when did you start this relationship with Christ? And also, did your son ever develop a relationship with Christ? Yes, yes, he did. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Yes, he did. But it, it, it took him being in prison for five years. He came to know the Lord while he was in jail. Uh, and for me, I was about in my. I was thirty-five. I was in my mid-thirties uh, before I really made that connection with with the Lord. And it was it's night night and day difference in my in my life. And then I can you know started really to pray for my son. And that's you know when I started really looking into the Bible about boundaries, and that's when I started writing, you know, the Boundaries book. So uh, it, that came out of really biblical truth about boundaries and how God really wants us to respond. And and it was, it's, uh, it's now I talk about it now, and I can't ever remember a time when I, well, I take that back. I do remember what it was like not to live with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, 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 it's, so, it's, it's so far back now, but... Well, and you know what, it's interesting because it is when we all look back at those painful moments in life that at the time they're paralyzing, they're devastating. And then when you get on the other side of that, you're like, you see where 
God really got your attention and he does transform. He does transform lives and he transforms that pain into something that you can use. And through that process, you have identified six steps to sanity that you like to talk about, which is, you know, we just appreciate you using your voice, sharing your story, being vulnerable and raw because you encourage so many others because there's nothing like it when you're going through something, we feel like, I feel so alone in this. Does anybody else understand? And it's so helpful to know that other people have walked this path that are maybe a little far ahead of us that can bring that encouragement, that can extend a hand and connect our hearts. And so let's go into some of the six steps to sanity that you've identified through this journey and through this process. And you start with, um, you, you kind of break it down and we like this because it, it makes it simple, but you, you spell out the word sanity. And the first one is the S, which is Stop your own negative behavior. Can you just expand on that thought a little bit? Absolutely. And in all of the Setting Boundaries books, I use the same sanity acronym. It really is a good device for us, the tool for us to step back and find that peace and that quiet and that sanity. When we find ourselves confronting or being confronted by um, somebody or some situation where boundaries are being you know, threatened or, or where they're weak or non-existent, because I, I call those moments the insanity, the gerbil wheel of insanity. So when we want to be off the gerbil wheel of insanity, we've got to stop and step back and find sanity, and that S is stop, step back, stop our own behavior, stop the way we typically respond to people to situations. If we know when we're going to go to a holiday dinner that Uncle George is going to bring up some kind of political or religious discussion that is diametrically Mm -hmm. opposed to us and we know we're going to get in an argument with them and we know that this always gives us problems, well, you know what? Let's stop responding the way we typically do. Mm -hmm. We have got to change our own responses. We can't change the other people in our lives, no matter how much we want them to change or how much they should. And maybe some of them should. Maybe some people, you know, do need to walk a different path. But, you know, we we can't do anything about that other than change how we respond to them. And hopefully, you know, that may set a chain reaction into event. But the S is stop our own negative behavior. In the case of adult children, I use the stop as a stop the flow of money. Stop pulling out the checkbook. <laughs> uh, you know, stop rescuing. Um, sometimes our kids need to walk their Damascus Road to get to the place God wants them to be and become the people God wants them to be. And if we keep swooping in and rescuing, that's not going to happen. So we've got to stop. A lot of things we have to stop and if we to start asking and praying, asking God to give us that discernment. What is it that we have to stop. Not, again, not what that other person has to stop, Mm -hmm. but what we have to stop. Well, it's, you know, that you bring up such a great point. And, you know, it's good for you to say, like, we need to stop, like, in this case, the money flowing, because a lot of times Mm -hmm. you feel guilty, like, I need to be taking care of them. But that is a good tip. And you're giving others permission to go, it's okay to stop the money flowing. But, you know, like you said, so many times we want to justify 
our feelings, you know, like you're talking about going in, you're meeting uncle, you know, Ed or whatever at a family dinner. And it's like, we do, we want to feel like we're using our voice and we're justified instead of going, stop it. Yeah. Because it's, you're on that gerbil wheel, you know, you're going to, what they're, how the conversation's going to end, you know, it's just going to push his buttons and you're going to walk your away button. very annoyed and irritated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so it's like, okay, why do I put myself in this situation? Well, I, I have to tell you, um, I am working on this very, um, boundary here right now with, with my children. I like and this when you go personal story. I know. I know. And it, this doesn't put me in a, a very good light at Even all better. because it happened last night after I'd been out of town, um, for a couple of days. And, you know, I anticipated this great evening with, with my children and we all went for a walk and, um, one of them mentioned that they hadn't signed up for an extracurriculum activity after school. And this set me off. Well, my new goal, because I was going to stop my negative behavior of trying to control it and have it be my way, was that I was going to be a more empathetic listener and just listen to um, what they had to say. Well, my how did it my, work for you? <laughs> my listening lasted about thirty <laughs> seconds. Once I found out that she had three days to sign up for this program and she hadn't done it yet, my my initial reaction was hand over your iPod. And um, anyway, it didn't end well. And uh, so my my empathetic ear uh, didn't really hear her out on why. And I know there's a reason why, but I want it to be done my way um, versus, you know, hearing their way. And it's so easy to like, like we talked about earlier, to put it on paper and go, this is what I'm going to do until life interrupts that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it changes your behavior. And all of a sudden... You go back into your old well, that's it. And letting them accept their consequences for their actions. Now, how, how old yes. was your, your daughter? She, she's in junior high, seventh grade. She's okay, 12. so she's old enough to accept the consequences of her actions. And that's the hardest thing for parents is for us yes. to listen with that, you know, empathetic ear, but also to say, well, you know, what are your consequences? And, you know, as teens, a lot of their consequences are going to spill over into our lives because we, you know, we're, we're driving them around. We're responsible for a lot of things. So there's, you know, it's, 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 it's a slippery slope there in letting them be responsible for their choice, their choices and accepting the consequences for their actions. But you're on the right track, though. Don't beat yourself up. You, you know this is an issue, so, and that's half the battle is knowing it and knowing you know, what we have to change and then asking God for wisdom and discernment to be able to do it better the next time. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, don't even, you know, they can't even admit that they've got an issue, you know, that they fly off the handle they, or, or that they Oh, might, I you know, have my issues. <laughs> well, and that's what leads into the next year. Your A stands for assemble a support group because many times we don't know our issues because we don't have people breathing into us to say, hey, you might want to step back and look at that negative behavior, which I have Lisa here that has no problem telling me <laughs> what I need to <laughs> You need that. With a smile on my face. Yes, absolutely. She was actually, she took a sip of her coffee and leaned in to that conversation. Um, <laughs> but that's great. And and how, how do you assemble that support group? I mean, we've been very blessed, and we say that all the time, that that God just collided our world and now we can continuously pour into each other. And I, I feel like Lisa raises my children as, as much as I do. And I always take all of the credit for raising hers because hers are awesome. <laughs> Mine are grown. So. But how, well, and we, you know, we, we, we have, when we, 
when we pray and ask God for really for that wisdom and discernment to bring people into our lives, it can be one or two people. It can be a organized support group. There's some great, you know, maybe you've got issues or your kids do with drugs or alcohol, Al-Anon, you know, Narconon, AA, uh, Celebrate Recovery. There's a lot of great organized groups, just like there's, you know, Weight Watchers, if you've got a weight issue, if you've got food issue, or, or your Bible study group or, you know, Again, two or, wherever two or three or more are gathered, you know, God is there and, you know, praying for each other. And, and again, it is having them hold you accountable and that whole trust relationship and, and being able to talk about, you know, what you're dealing with. So it, without that, it's very, very hard to, and, and I know there's a lot of folks, maybe some of your listeners that are, are alone out there, and, and you, you know, pray. Now we have online, there's, there's networking support groups online, there's, we have a lot of setting boundaries groups online where parents are, are talking to each other all over this country about these shared issues. There's groups of parents that have kids that are incarcerated. So there's, there are groups. If you you can find them now, with you, you Google something, you know, you, if you if where there's a will, there's a way, and you ask you know God to deliver a group to you, and you'll you'll find them. But it means putting yourself out there. You know, it doesn't mean, you know, telling somebody else. It means, you know, there's a whole lot of trust. There's a whole lot of work that God's going to do in your heart when you start sharing your issues and you start looking to other people, you know, to speak into your life. Well, and it goes but without back it, you're not going to have willing. sanity. You're not going to find sanity. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, and it goes back to being willing to be vulnerable a little bit with discernment, you know, not, you know, like broadcasting right away, but you, learning how to let people into your story as you go into their story and creating that atmosphere of trust and willingness to learn and to set responsibility for where mm-hmm. you're at and, and admit, like yeah. you said earlier, Allison, to admit that I do have some issues here mm-hmm. and we all do. It's not like, you know, anybody is above anybody else. It's just different. And so we really do need to just create that, that net around us of people mm-hmm. that will lift us up and will encourage us and support us. Well, Allison, we just have a few seconds, so we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we've gotten through two of our six steps to sanity. <laughs> and when we come back, we want to get through some of the rest of them because these are really significant steps that have come out of results of your own life, your own pain, your own process. And they are very significant that we all can take and and and, ad- and adopt and adapt into mm-hmm. our own lives. So when we live intentionally and with purpose, we can change a family, a generation, a community, and the legacy we leave behind. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we will continue our conversation with Allison Bucky and how you live with sanity. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend it on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a -a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? 
Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Togenet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. to our show. Today joining us, we have Allison Botke, and her international outreach includes 26 published nonfiction and fiction books, including the acclaimed Setting Boundaries series from Harvest House Publishers, as well as Setting Boundaries with Your Adult Children, Setting Boundaries with Aging Parents, and Setting Boundaries with Difficult People. Apparently, I need to get that book because I work with you every day. (laughs) (laughs) That took a nasty turn. (laughs) But Allison loves to inspire and empower and equip women with the tools to transform lives. And um, Allison, uh, I just have to say, first of all, we are really enjoying uh, having you on the show. And um, Lisa's over here whispering something about um, we have to stay on script. We have to go with uh, talking about those six steps to sanity um, because we are way far off from hitting all six of them. We've just hit two of them. So we were talking about the third um, tip is the N in the acronym sanity on nip excuses excuses in the bud. And this is the one that we're, we're dreading. We don't want to talk about because <laughs> we love, as women, we love our excuses. So how do we do this? Give us well, all, all of your wisdom. And see, excuses are often merely justifications of negative behavior or unacceptable behavior. We're justifying unacceptable behavior and if we can really look at that, you know, when we... And, and I, you know, we'll, we'll get to the I step, but, but the I, it really is implement, is implement rules and boundaries. So it really is, it's the plan, it's the written plan. If we, we need to really look at our excuses, just jot down on a piece of paper, what do I typically, what do I say, the excuses I make and the excuses we accept from other people? In many cases, you know, it's like, you know, the dog ate my homework. Okay, now that's a real, that, that's what we can relate to that we hear, you know, as little kids, you know, that's, but as, as, as we get older, it's, you know, well, I, you know, you need to help me buy, you know, I need to help my son pay for his cell phone so I can talk to him, or I need to buy them another car, or I need to drive them here, or I need to pick up this, or I need to, uh, you know, it's all these excuses that we make, um, you know, or they're all, again, they're on. I, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't sign up for this class because of this, <laughs> or I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't do my homework because of this. And 
you know, sometimes excuses are you know, justifiable. Sometimes things do happen in life. You know, but we have to really look at this. <laughs> uh, is there a habitual excuse there that keeps coming up? And you know, are we trying to justify negative behavior? Mm-hmm. You know, I, see this, I work with a lot of women in, in, abuse, in abusive situations. The violated boundaries is a very big issue for women, whether they've experienced it in the past or they're experiencing it now. And that, that, that uh, excuse of why someone um, hits you, they were angry, they just had a bad day, they really didn't mean it. Um, and and it's, it's, you know, young girls are experiencing this in school with violent, you know, violent boyfriends. And it's like, well, you know, I made him mad and, and, and I, I shouldn't have done that. And, and it, you know, and it, it was, you know, they got a bad grade on his test, so he was just stressed. And these are excuses that are unhealthy and dangerous, and, and they're justifying negative behavior. So we really need to just start unpacking what the excuses are in our life and what they look like in our life. Hmm. Uh, you know, and, and it goes back to we don't like to take responsibility. And that's one of the biggest things you see people. No one wants to take responsibility for their actions. And it's easier to point the finger elsewhere and to make those excuses instead of owning it. And if more of us would just own it and not get defensive and not justify, then we can really move forward with it and get to the root of it and, and go forward. So, um, and, and, create more sanity in our life. Like you mm-hmm. said, instead of keeping that wheel going and, and getting the same results because we're doing the same thing. But you know what? We, it, it's almost as if, um, I don't know if it's, it's the parenting that that's going on right now. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk on just the millennials, um, that there is this entitlement that we, we are used to making excuses and, and, and I'm not knocking the millennials. I think they have great uh, attributes that they bring to the table with um, how innovative and how creative, but that is one thing that we're commonly, I mean, even in the airline industry, they're, they're not even hiring the younger generation that they used to hire. That was just, you would known, you know, 21 years of age, you could go in and, you know, work in the airline. Now they're hiring um, 50 year old retired dentists and teachers because they know there's not going to be the excuses. They're going to show up when they're supposed to be there at work. They have the people skills. They're not going to make excuses as to, you know, why they treated a customer or, you know, a passenger that way. So there is something that we, we really need to expand on. How do we change our culture to where you are going to take ownership and you're going to quit throwing these excuses out? I mean, I had a conversation with a guy yesterday talking about this particular mining town that he, he worked uh, in the state. And when the mining industry went under, he went to go get a job, and a lot of his coworkers stayed there saying, I'm going to wait until the mining comes back up. You know? And in the meantime, it took 16 years. Well, they went in, they got into drugs, they got into you know, all these excuses. And, and you go, okay, now, I mean, now we're getting into a political realm, but it's just all of a sudden all these people are on welfare and they have an excuse for it rather than taking ownership. So we, we do need to step up and nip it. Nip it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, it's, you see, and that's Barney Fife from Andy of Mayberry, but I just dated myself by even saying that because you know, <laughs> you know, he, he would run around yelling, nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a, see, I'm a baby boomer, and I think you two are, you, you both are, are younger than me, so I, I'm on that boomer generation, and we really, you know, I'm not taking the, the, the entire, entire, entire responsibility on my shoulders, however, a lot of us in our, my generation really did um, have a very 
distorted view of what was and was not our responsibility. And we, you know, we, we, you know, we, we, we figured, well, this is our responsibility to pay for another car for this child or, or their auto insurance or this, 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 this. So, you know, we have raised a, a, a generation of entitled children. And, but not, again, not all of them are that way. So, you know, you ask me what, what can we do really that can change our culture. The only thing that's going to change is for each one of us individually um, to, you know, change ourselves and, you know, put God back at the center of our life and um, realize what it says in Proverbs 4.23, it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So you know, we have got to guard our hearts, and that does, you know, that's a healthy boundary. It's a safe boundary. It's, it's you know, making our, our hearts come from a place of love and kindness and understanding our responsibility, what is and isn't, and how do we respond to somebody when they're in our face and doing, you know, giving us excuses. I mean, all these things, it really is getting ourselves right, shining the light on us <laughs> in all this mess of the world that we have because we do, and there's a lot of excuses for why we have this mess but you know you can if each one of us would look at trying to find sanity in our lives and getting our place you know our heart in the right place and being able to say here's the key being able to say yes um, and know from places of of love you know being able to say yes with authenticity um, and no without guilt you know and in a loving way and we typically set these boundaries when we're ticked off you know when somebody has really pushed our buttons when we're so mm-hmm. angry and we're and we say things that are really you know that we shouldn't be saying we say sharp mean cruel things uh, or you know or we don't say anything at all and we walk off in a huff you know we're usually angry and upset so we've got to as a as a culture learn um, what boundaries are and how to respond to people who are doing the wrong thing and who are you know may be hurting us but how to respond to them with love and kindness how do you set a boundary with kindness how do you say yes and no from places of authenticity and love mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that that's a resolution if we can figure out how to do that in the new year a lot of things around us will change well, there's my that, soapbox i'll get i'll get down i'll get down now for <laughs> no that's good that's good and that that leads us to the i in sanity um our next tip you mentioned um, the I is implementing rules and boundaries. And, and I love that because one rule should be to guard your heart. Um, so what, what are some more tips on, on that, on implementing rules and boundaries? Well, and it's implementing an action plan. I, I, I've since called in the, the new book, Setting Boundaries for Women. That's the new one that's out now. And, as, you know, and I, I say implement an action plan because that's really what I'm talking about. If and nobody else has to see this. You don't have to write a fancy book, get a journal out, a spiral binder, something that you can put down in writing what what your issues are, what you do, what you need to stop. You know, if you had a support group, what they what would that look like? I mean, start writing, start journaling, start start a, a plan. You know, if you who is it that's pushing your buttons, and how do you want this relationship to be better? Um, what kind of boundaries do you need to set? You know, if you know. Here's a key one for a lot of people. So many women say yes to everything. They will say yes to another volunteer opportunity. They will say, yes, I'll do this carpool. Yes, I will bring this dish. Yes, I will take you here. Yes, yes, yes. If we would just, you know, write down, saying yes is my issue. So from mm-hmm. now on, I'm going to do my best not to not to immediately say yes. I'm going to say, let me pray about that. Let me think about that before I respond to you. Or if you really truly know in your heart that you cannot you know, you need to be able to say no without guilt, with you know, no without 
you know, fear and know without, you know, you know, with, again, without that guilt, you know. But it's easier, I think, to say yes. It's easier to know why we say yes than it is to say no. <laughs> so I think if, you know, if, if we really can, you know, if, and so again, that comes down to the implement. If you write it out, write out what it is you have your issues with, because we all know what, it, you know, what our stuff is, or if we don't, you know, how can we find out? You know, it's, maybe it's writing out prayers, writing out, you know, God, give me wisdom and discernment about this, because I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the issue is. I have problems with my, you know, my, my spouse or my in-laws, and I don't know how to respond. So please, you know, give me wisdom. But in writing that out, it just lends a level, you know, a different level to it than, just, you know, just thinking about it, talking about it, or kvetching about it, or whining about it, or complaining about it. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, when you're talking about critical your action, well, and you're talking about your action plan is writing it down as part of your implementing. And, you know, that is kind of painful because then it's staring you in the face. And it's like, okay, here's what? my issue, and here's what I need to do. So that's really a great exercise because there it is right in black and white. It's not just you're verbally throwing it out there, but you're looking at it and you go, this is, this is a challenge in my life, an obstacle that I need to really address and work through. And then coming up with, you know, the solution, the game plan, which goes back to getting your support group around you to go, mm-hmm. okay, you know, bringing others into the story. Cause I know so many times, you know, Patty and I look at each other and going, okay, speak into here. What can't I see in my own life? Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times we're not objective and you know, these issues and mm-hmm. how do you see that I can best move we don't forward? Ask the question. Yeah. And so it's like, bring exactly. 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 Question. Absolutely. Well, Allison, we have gotten. And then when you said something that when you, when you set that button, it's really to follow through with it then, you know, is to really accept the consequences. And that's part of your implementing a plan, writing out consequences. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. 
Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to our show. Once again today, joining us, we have Allison Botke, and she has written all kinds of fabulous uh, books, in, in including 26 published nonfiction and fiction books, including the acclaimed Setting Boundaries. And her latest book is Setting Boundaries for Women. Um, through that, she talks uh, quite often about the acronym sanity and the six steps to sanity right now we have actually we're really proud of ourselves because <laughs> we've hit four <laughs> of the six and i think we might finish <laughs> i think we might well <laughs> the next one is the t which is trust your instincts and um i love this one allison because there god uses that uses our that gut feeling to trust your instincts and so many times even going back up to the um the end of nip excuses in the bud. So many times when someone's giving us an excuse or we're giving ourselves an excuse, we know deep down, okay, this is not right. I, I need to do something about it. And I can continue going, you know, just like even going back to your, your son. Um, I'm sure there were so many times that you thought I really shouldn't be doing this. And yet you keep moving forward in that direction because that, that tug on your heart um, is bigger than the reality of what you need to do in trusting your instincts. And and with that, do you have a, a story there of an example of when you did trust your instincts rather than moving forward and enabling um, whatever the scenario or the situation was? Well, in in and in, in which in in my situation with my son. Yes. That. Yes. Well, and. And we do. We do often know what we should be doing and shouldn't be mm-hmm. doing. And and you know, since since that first book, I've really grown that T in that trust your instincts to uh, you know trust the voice of the spirit. You know, when we're 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 asking you know for wisdom and guidance, we're asking you know God to really lead us. We have to trust and listen to Him that He will talk to mm-hmm. us in that still small voice. Whether you know it is our instincts, whether it's His voice. Um, you know, I, I knew, and I talk about this in that, my very first book, I knew when, when after the SWAT team had uh, had raided my son's house, he was in prison mm-hmm. or in jail, and I'm standing in his house amongst this rubble of a SWAT team raid. It was an absolute mess, and I'm standing there um, pouring 
alcohol down the sink, you know, from this big party my son had had, and it was lightning bolt that hit me. It was like, Allison, this is not your responsibility. You should not be doing this. You've got to step back. Let this mess sit here. Let him. He's going to lose everything. Let him lose it. it it's it's a, it's a consequence of his action, and I needed to step back and. And trust that you know, and and trust that. But again, when we do that, we sure need that, that support group because you know immediately, or if not sooner, we're going to be questioning ourselves. And mm-hmm. that's where you, and you you hit the nail on the head. I think it was Patty that said this. That, you know, we respond emotionally and get caught up emotionally, but not rationally. So that's that's the key in this trusting our you know trusting that voice of the spirit, trust our instincts, and really you know ask for that discernment to to step away here's the s insanity stop our own negative behavior you know stop and step back and mm-hmm. respond to the situation emo- uh, rationally and not emotionally that doesn't mean we have a hard heart <laughs> um, but you know we if we were if we're responding we've got to stop our own negative behavior if we typically respond emotionally we are not responding from a place of uh, you know, of rational thought and kindness and love. We're responding from a place of emotions that are any number of reasons why we're there. You know, there's a lot of things going on there. Guilt, fear, anger, you know, there's a lot of stuff. So looking at our own stuff and not responding and, and from that place and trusting that instinct and trusting that God, trust that God, you know, it has a plan and, and he will give you the, you know, the right response if you'll stop long enough to listen to it, which mm-hmm. leads us to why. Yes, which leads which us is to the why. One step, yield everything, yield everything to God. You know, we—he has a plan. Like I said, he had a plan for my son. He's got plans for you know for for my life. He's got plans for you know all of our lives. Uh, and you know, yielding does not mean that we sit back and do nothing. You know, I mean, yielding really is trusting that God has a plan and walking in His will, doing what He wants us to do. How does He want us to live? How does He want us to respond to our kids? How does He you know how does how does He want us to help them become the people that, that they need to be. You know, how how do we train up these kids in the way that they should go? Um, how do we respond to our coworker? How should we respond to our spouse or our ex-spouse? How should we respond to that in-law who, you know, raises every hair in the back of your neck when they just walk in the room? <laughs> you know, how, <laughs> so it, 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 there's a lot of that, but it's yielding that you know God God has a plan. He will lead us through this, and we've got to step back. Not get caught up. Not get caught up in the drama, chaos, and crisis of button pushers. Mm-hmm. Well, you you mentioned um, Lisa and I have a saying where uh, we have a tendency. You're praying that you're going to be still and let and let God, you know, do His thing. And yet um, we joke because we like to grab the maid servant um, from the story of Abraham when. You know, he's told that he can, he's going to have a child and we, we want to do it our way. We think we're trusting the Lord, but we think, but I could do it a little bit better if I go this route and, um, it's easy to do. And especially I I have a tendency to keep going back to how we do this with our kids. But like you said, it, it works everywhere when you have parents that you need to set the boundaries, in-laws, coworkers, um, your, your health, you know, what you're eating, all of that. Um, but going back to, I just had a recent story where a gal with her child who's in college, she was even um, registering him for the classes because she did not want him to stop going to school. And at, at one point, 
And she had in her support group, everyone saying, you need to let him fail. You need to quit doing all of this um, for him. You just keep providing and enabling him. And it is interesting because as soon as he said, I'm going to quit, I don't want to move forward. And she listened to that support group. Sure enough, he went and registered himself for the next semester. And so many times we're not, I'm going back to the T of, of trusting your instincts. She knew that she was going over and, and beyond for her child. But it just, it tugs at your heartstrings. You want them so much because you see the mistakes that they're, they're heading towards. And, and, you know, maybe that child doesn't need to go to college or they're not cut out for that. But you do have to let them go in their direction uh, for them to decide because there's only so much of that. And, and that's a great story of you pouring the alcohol down the sink. It's like we want to just keep cleaning up their messes. And at one point you have to go, okay, God, you love him more than I do. And I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you. And that doesn't mean you just sit there and don't do anything, but cleaning up their messes continuously, obviously they're not cleaning up their mess. You are. Exactly. And exactly. And we have to find out in our hearts, why are we doing this? Why are we responding that way? What is motivating us? What are we gaining from this? Are we, what, 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 it comes back to our heart, protecting our heart. What is it that we, you know, it's not, it's not about their lack of ability to follow through. Why are we following through for them? What do we fear? What are we guilty about? What are we angry about? What do we want to fix? What, and, and having that support group around you to help you because once you start this, again, start to set those. And you, and you, don't, you, know, you don't sign up your kid for school and then they, they drop out or they don't have, you know, what then is the consequence? What are, how do you respond then? What, 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 what's the accountability look like? And, you know, because this, this is the thing, we, we on, we're on that gerbil wheel of insanity and when we keep responding that way, sometimes we'll get strong and step back. And I know I did with my son for a lot of years, um, I sent him a lot of mixed messages. He didn't know, I mean, and after a while, he realized, well, she's really not serious. She'll be serious for a week or two, maybe a month, and then I can, you know, push a button again, or I can, you know, manipulate again, or I can make another excuse. You know, we have to hold firm and be willing to accept the consequences for our actions. You know, when we start responding in a different way, and trust that we're responding in a way that's honoring to God, and 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 that He will give us the support that we need to get through this you know, as we're learning new habits. You know, we boundaries are all about self-control and self-control is very biblical. <laughs> and we, we, we've got to get in that Bible and you know, ask God to help us become effective warriors in this world <laughs> and effect, you know, and, and be, you know, help our, help our kids, our in-laws, our family members, whoever it is that is around us, um, you know, that we're, we're, we're shining an example to them. How, what kind of example are we? Well, we only have less than three minutes. Well, we only have less than three minutes, so we have to conclude our time together. And again, we want to thank you so much just for taking your time, sharing your heart and and your stories with us to encourage us and with the tips that you have given and specifically the six tips to living a life of sanity and, and just, you know, being real with your own struggles and how you kind of came to some conclusions with that. And we all need to, to listen to that. And we all need, you know, challenge to sit down and write down what are some things that I'm dealing with right now and let it stare at you in the face and then go, what is my action plan? Who do I need to bring into my life? And you know, how, how can I trust God better in the midst of this and allow his truth to speak into our lives as we go through this journey with, you know, with other people in our life. And that's difficult with Mm -hmm. relationships in our life. Well, 
Allison, um, we yeah. want to give our listeners, we have your information on our homepage at girlfriendit.com, but uh, they can get a hold of you by allisonbotkey.com, and there is information at girlfriendit. But in the a couple minutes that we have less, how, what is a current project you're working on and something you just want to leave with our listeners so they know and how they can find you? Well, thank you for that. The, the new book that comes out this summer is a young woman's guidebook to setting boundaries. And here, here is uh, six steps to help teenage girls make smart choices, cope with stress, and find true love. Hmm. These young teens, you know, we're, we're talking, I'm talking to these young girls, 12 to 17, about boundaries, how important they are. Uh, and that comes out this summer. And right now I'm writing, and you're going to love this, Setting Boundaries with Time and Technology. Mm. Whoa. So it's, uh, <laughs> yes, how do we set boundaries with all this e-booking, Facebooking, uh, emails, uh, all that craziness. And uh, I guess what I'd love to leave closing thoughts is, you know, there, it's never too late to turn around. So if we are having challenges, um, we're all instruments in God's plan. And, you know, we can turn around and uh, change our direction. And God, you know, God is, is, a, is powerful. He's in all authority. When we're, you know, when we're in his presence and we're walking in sanity, um, it's a glorious place to be. And that's where he wants us to be. He doesn't want us to live in this gerbil wheel of insanity. Uh, so if we can guard our hearts. Step back and guard your heart. Well, and very well said. And thank you again for giving us those steps. We want to challenge you today to just identify an area in your life where you need to set some boundaries and then go make it happen. Why and are you I think, staring at me? Well, because <laughs> I'm staring at us. Thanks for <laughs> okay, okay girlfriend. Play nice, girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's 